All right, welcome everyone to another episode of the Noble Podcast. This is episode number eight. I'm your host, Peter Schott. Uh, Nick Horab will not be joining us today for this episode. Uh, we were going to uh, do an experiment and try an episode recording, just having lunch out on the patio at Divots at Edgewood and Fargo, which is a great place to have lunch, by the way. And between the weed whackers and the patio music and the people talking and the wind, it did not work. So then we decided we were going to sit on the back of his pickup and record an episode there. But looked up at the clock and realized it was almost 1 o'clock. And I have a meeting to get back to at 1.15 and Nick has to be somewhere at 1 o'clock also. So that idea was... Uh, not a successful outcome for having a podcast recorded, although we did have a really good uh, talk about uh, growth and our businesses and just just different wild haired ideas that we get and, and just kind of fun <clears throat> to do that. So today I'm going to talk about uh, just five different uh, elements of being an entrepreneur and starting a, a business or an idea and just my own reflections on, on my time in uh, both starting a a business with Genesis Feed Technologies and also uh, starting <coughs> my uh, event, the International Potluck, which is a monthly event here in Fargo, Moorhead, and just, just share some different themes that I've seen uh, through the development of those ideas and just how my, my own mindset, my own makeup has helped those um, happen. So the first one is a tolerance for risk and change. And really, I think that boils down to just overcoming fear and being able to, um, you know, try something and, and and not let not let excuses get in the way. Uh, when you're starting a new business or you're taking an idea outside of your head and trying to make something happen with it, there are elements of risk to that. Uh, there is the risk of, you know, are people going to think this is a stupid idea? Are they going to laugh at you? Is nobody going to show up? Uh, what if you try and fail? All those little voices and all those little things can get in the way of starting something new. <coughs> and I know for myself, when I was uh, starting the International Potluck, I sat on that idea for six months because of all those things. I thought, well, this is just a dumb idea. Nobody's going to want to come to this thing or you know people already have little meetings and potlucks and gatherings and why would people want to come to this one and so I let let those ideas and those thoughts which were false just dictate my behavior and after a while it just got to the point where I wouldn't even think about it anymore because you know my inner critic had beat down that idea and you know as as human beings we're we're creatures of habit, you know. We like we like routines. We like stability. Our mind likes to know, you know, what's what's going to happen next. And when new things happen, it just it fires things up inside of you that, um, you know, <laughs> aren't necessarily there and requires extra extra process and extra things for that. So, so there's that element of risk to to try something, and then just working through that that change process. You know, the whole idea of inertia that objects at rest want to stay at rest and object in motion want to stay in motion is also true for mental energy and mental ideas and uh, you know different things you've probably seen it in your life when you're 
trying a new habit like exercising or eating right or you know taking a class or whatever it may be you go from not doing it to doing it those first uh, few actions are are the hardest because your routine in your mind is going to resist it so uh, for me being able to overcome risk and change has been a key part of uh, being an entrepreneur I can think of uh, several instances over the last few years where uh, risk and change have been a big part of my life Uh, a few years ago we were living in Fargo. I was running a seed sales business on the side, uh, doing quite well with it, and just thinking, well, if we're going to be serious with this, we need to move back to Cullum and run it there. So we did that, and that was a big risk to, to do that. I'm moving from a, you know, a location where we had friends, and we knew kind of what to expect, and we had our little community here. And to make that, to make that change and to go through the move and dealing with everything that came with that there's a lot of mental energy a lot of stress a lot of things that came along with that and what we realized eight months into that venture was that that was not where we were supposed to be and so uh, one could look at that as a failure but I looked at it as being a success because uh, I learned a lot about myself and this idea that I wanted to try I went and tried it and I realized it was not the right thing and so we were able to Uh, move on to the next thing and that eventually ended up being (coughs) to move back to Fargo and uh, work with uh, work with Myriad Mobile I wanted to get reconnected with working with young entrepreneurs and young technology um, professionals in 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 different ways and and Myriad in downtown with Emerging Prairie and the Prairie and all these things was a really good vehicle to do that and so we had to take another risk and move back to Fargo and at that time, I uh, was still running this business. It was still going really well. So I was making a lot of money with that. I had um, two kids, and a third was on the way. My wife was through her first trimester for a third. Uh, we would later find out would be a daughter. And But we both knew we weren't happy. We both knew we needed to make a change. And I said to her, I said, if we don't do it now with this opportunity, we're going to have to wait a year because, you know, you're going to have the baby and it's going to be winter time, and no one's going to want to move just after having a baby when winter's coming. So do we want to do this now or do we want to do this in a year from now? And she said, let's go now. So we moved. Uh, we sold out my share of business. We sold the house. We bought a house. We changed jobs and had a baby, baby girl, Tanya, number three, all in a matter of six months. And that was great risk. And there was a lot of change, which was very stressful. But, you know, we we made it through it and are very happy for that decision. So the next thing uh, that I've noticed on entrepreneurial journey, both my own and what I've seen with other people, is uh, there's a big difference between trying to do something by yourself and working with a team and being willing to share ideas with other people versus keeping your idea to yourself because you're afraid that someone else is going to steal it. And I've heard time and time again that uh, ideas are garbage and it's the execution on them that are everything. And it's only recently that I've really embraced that and just being able to see things flourish with that. I've had a number of business ideas or different uh, 
ideas of things that I wanted to just do it all by myself and I was afraid to let go of control because I thought someone was going to steal it. And I can tell you every single one of those ideas failed. <laughs> um, but when I was able to share ideas and get the right people involved, uh, to connect with people and build a community around the idea, that's when success started to happen. And so with International Potluck, you know, I brought other people on, which led to these other partnerships and relationships. Uh, with uh, Genesis Feed Technologies, the same thing. Uh, Matthew shared his ideas with me. I shared his ideas with Phil and other people. And that either resulted in uh, directly uh, getting a sale from somebody or other introductions and things that we otherwise wouldn't have heard of. Our first reseller in Brazil came through one of those introductions. And if we try to keep everything secret and make everybody sign an NDA before we would talk to them, uh, none of that... None of that would have happened. So don't don't try to do it alone. There may be some intellectual property that you have to hold on to on maybe a certain process or a certain algorithm, but there's ways to protect yourself for that. But find out the areas where you need help and get other people involved. It just makes a night and day difference. And just being involved in that community, you just never know where those other connections or introductions are going to lead. Um when just a few months ago through one of my relationships here in Fargo I was able to connect to the editor of a local or regional business magazine and I was part of a cover story for that which that wouldn't have happened if we hadn't moved back to Fargo if I hadn't kind of put myself out there in the community and been openly sharing with people what we're doing who I was what I was about and where I was going you know and that got people excited and and when these people were having a conversation about doing this article my name came up and I was able to be a part of it it wouldn't have happened if I hadn't you know been talking to people if I'd been hiding in my basement you know writing writing away on things uh through that magazine one of my former colleagues from my myriad days one of our customers there read it was impressed with it didn't realize that's what my business was about and introduced me to a group that we're now having conversations with to potentially use our software. So there's this community effect of things that uh, when you keep it to yourself or just trying to do it alone, you're not going to get very far. Very few people uh, are successful running an idea all by themselves in that way. Uh, The third one for me, and this is probably one of the biggest things and the most life-changing things for me is meditation and mindfulness so what I've noticed about myself and about other people is most people spend their day-to-day life either being so overly focused on the past being filled with regret for I should have done that or it's too late for this or why didn't I do that or they're so busy focusing on the future fantasizing about when this or that happens or worried about when the next this is going to come or what's going to happen with that that they lose out on what's happening in this present moment here today and I'm not saying you don't have goals you don't have dreams and that you don't learn from the past and not repeat mistakes but by for me doing a practice of meditation and I really got onto this from uh, Brennan Burchard has a YouTube video uh, release meditation I would definitely recommend you look that up it's a 25 minute video where he gets into the process and makes it really simple but that was just life-changing for me 
to make a regular practice of that. Uh, for a time, I was on anxiety medication through all the aforementioned changes of moving back to Fargo and baby changing jobs and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, through meditation, I was able to get off the uh, anxiety medication because what it really grounded me in was um, just having a deep appreciation for each moment of the day. And alongside that, to really be clear on what am I thinking? Because each and every one of us has a mental tape that's playing in our head. And we're so used to hearing it that we don't even notice it's there anymore. And then we don't even challenge it. So meditation allows you to become more aware of those thoughts. And then you can start to uh, determine what is true and what isn't. And then what do you do about those things? And so those those little fears that you're not good enough, no one's going to listen to your idea, all that. You can start to challenge and test test those things. So... Uh, meditation and mindfulness has been just super valuable for me. Uh, Brandon Burchard's release meditation was uh, a good place where I got to start. And then I used Headspace for a while. <coughs> Headspace is great when you get through uh, the beginning and advance packs. I think it's about three months worth of stuff with that. And that'll really ground you in some of the, the basics and the principles of meditation. And once you finish through that, uh, I switched to a tool called Insight Timer. And Insight Timer uh, has a lot of guided meditations or a lot of just timers and different things that you can just use on your own. Uh, it's a free app. I have a paid version because there's some guided ones I like to have offline that I use. And so if I pay $4 a month uh, for Insight Timer. But that's been just super valuable for me to make a regular practice of that helps me be clear on who am I why am I doing what am I doing and what am I doing you know today to enjoy this moment and just I've become so much more aware of just the things going on around me and able to uh, have insights to help other people or to uh, make connections that I might not have if I was just busy distracting myself like I did before so meditation and mindfulness has been huge uh, number four start small. I've had so many big ideas in my life where I get this big huge vision of something and it becomes so big and so overwhelming and I try to do it all on my own and it falls apart. <laughs> and I've noticed this with other people too when I talk to them they'll have a big idea. It's a good idea but they're not doing anything with it because they don't know where to start or this big chunk they can't accomplish and so uh, they'll have some excuse why they can't do it that's usually based in fear that they're not thinking about it that way and so I try to break it down to what's the one small practical thing you can do today to advance yourself towards that idea and most people can break it down into one simple thing that they could do that day to move it forward and then it becomes a question of are you going to do it so start small and look at, as, look at it as an experiment. So then it becomes, there's no right or wrong answer to what you're going to try with it. It's not necessarily a failure or you're a failure, you've failed. It's, you know, I have this idea. Here's what I think is going to happen. Here's my experiment and here's how I'm going to test that out. And then it becomes more of a game of a curiosity. And it's not so much about winning or losing. It's about learning. And when you shift into that kind of mindset when you're approaching ideas, and this has been super valuable for me in sales too when I'm cold calling or reaching out to people, 
I look at those calls as more of an experiment and a hypothesis and a game than I do a win-lose situation. And that takes a lot of the fear out of making those calls or trying those things. And it gets rid of the shame of I lost, I failed, I didn't succeed because it's an experiment. At the end of the day, no matter what the outcome was, you learn something from it. So start small, experiment, move forward. And the last one for me is uh, staying curious. So it's so easy just to not question why something is the way it is or not want to learn more. People say they do, but are they reading books? Are they following people? Are they asking people in, the, in their network questions, uh, reading articles, um, trying different things? Are you exploring a hobby like photography or you know walking out in nature and observing uh, trees or plant life or, you know, <coughs> going to a football game and kind of looking at, well, what kind of plays are people, <laughs> what kind of plays are people doing? Just having that mindset of curiosity and that mindset of idea generation is key because you do that in some areas of your life and it spills over into the rest. Uh, one of the guys that I follow and listen to quite a bit, James Altisher, uh, he's very big on this also and he talks about having an idea notepad where he writes down 10 new ideas a day and makes these lists and for him that helps cultivate that curiosity that creativity and keep that side of your brain uh, fired up and active so when you're approaching a problem at work or a problem with your business when you have a mindset of curiosity you have a mindset of openness of possibility when you don't have a mindset of curiosity you just kind of assume something isn't going to work and then you find reasons to justify your thoughts behind it so uh, stay curious read people from read authors from different subjects maybe something you don't know much about Uh, go to a concert or a musical or a play or some art exhibit Uh, go to a bakery and ask them how they make bagels or whatever it is find you know something (laughs) outside of something that you don't know and and ask them how they do it or take a little class uh, cooking class or just something outside of the norm (coughs) and it'll by staying curious and doing those things it'll fire up all those other things that we were talking about here today with the risk and the change willingness to share and being connected the mindfulness starting small and experiments and just in different ways and you never know like what you might learn from one discipline that you would apply to another so that's all i have for today uh just five basic um you know principles and things that i have found to help me uh, move forward on my journey as an entrepreneur would love to hear your thoughts on any one of these or any stories you have on them also if you have something you'd like to add to the list i would love to have you just uh share that to us leave a leave a comment or reply or email us directly or contact us. That would be awesome. Thank you much, and I hope you all have a wonderful day.